Michelle is calling me. Let's answer the phone. Answer Hello? the phone. Hi, what's your advice again? Four B. Just hit Four pound. B. Just hit pound two eight zero one. Pound two eight zero one. At both okay. doors. Okay. Alright, bye. For another episode of Nobody Dances Here, in case the theme song didn't tell you that. Joining me on today's episode, three very special people. But who is the most special? Me. No, it's <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> the last one to get here. She's back. Yes. And back tan. better than ever. And beautiful and lost a shit ton of weight. Thank you, thank the you. The tattoos are out. It is 90 degree weather. Yes, it is. We're all sweating bullets right there. Oh, it's so hot. Yeah. Um, Daniel? Yes. How are you? I'm doing great. Daniel's here. Everyone loves Daniel, the latest edition. Uh, and last but not least, we have the infamous Courtney. <laughs> She's shy now. <laughs> yeah. Keep drinking. When that rum kicks in. It's going to get hotter. Something oh, else is going to happen. All right. So on a scale of a cactus. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh okay. Keep going. To an eggplant. Oh. Emoji. Damn. Oh, fuck. my God. How has your week been? Courtney, Bible Belt. <laughs> Why don't you start us off? I'm so sorry, Mama. Um, you don't have to talk about sex uh, right away. <laughs> you, you know what? My week has. Um, oh, my week um, has has been an eggplant actually. Ooh. Yeah, it's been a really good week for me. Oh. Um, yeah, I did um, some filming. Which oh, what nice. kind of filming? Like adult uh, filming. Are you are you gonna <laughs> leak something to make your acting career pop off? Uh, not with that contract. Ooh. <laughs> so, but no, it was good. Um, it was good. I liked it. Um, it was a t- thank you. Um, TV show series, kind of like a new thing that they're trying, but it's fun. And that's how I started my week. So it only went up from there. Ooh, and then you ended up here. Then I ended up here. Ooh, Danielle. Dan- that's my sister's name. Daniel, um, sorry. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> well, my week has been really good. I'd say half and half. I wish I was getting some eggplant in my life, but I'm not. <laughs> um, but I don't want some cactus in my life. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it seems, prick, seems prickly. Oh. It, would hurt, it would hurt. Michelle. <laughs> spicy or savory or I don't know like I think I'm gonna have to go with the eggplant 
just because the cactus seems like super dangerous, but I feel like I'm entering this um, week with a lot of, this week was good. Okay. Came through with a lot of energy, so. How about you, Quentin? Oh, thanks for asking. Everyone forgets to ask me. Um, we know, you complain every week. <laughs> Shady bitch. <laughs> um, I would say uh, on that scale, it's uh, an overripe banana. Fun, but practically useless. <laughs> um, uh, mm. I actually, Gooey. my birthday is in a week, and yesterday Yay. I went to the doctor, and the doctor diagnosed me with, drumroll, ADHD. That's not surprising. Why is it not surprising? That's Everyone a, keeps saying that. That's not a big deal, that. though. I like, I have it. So what? I mean, I just. Oh, how do you treat yours? I don't. You I don't? mean, I just like go through the world and like let my freak flag fly. Yeah. <laughs> fly, 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 fly. No, but it explains so much. Like I was literally on the train ride home last night, just revisiting my childhood and texting my mom and blaming her for it. <laughs> okay. <sighs> It's not that kind of episode. <laughs> well, when you're in the middle of doing it and you're thinking about light bulbs, <laughs> it explains something, you know? Yeah. Well, we're happy that you... I'm on the road happy. to recovery. Yeah. Exactly. There's a light I've, at the end of this tunnel. A light bulb. <laughs> a light bulb. <laughs> <laughs> the light bulb she's thinking about. <laughs> anyway, uh, so this is the sex episode. Oh, sex. So, so we're not going to be talking about explicit things per se. This is supposed to be educational. It is. And we have Michelle who's come with a wealth of knowledge. A so book. Literally a book. Yeah. Yeah. So a MacBook. <laughs> get into it. Make sure your ears are tuned. Um, get a pen and paper. The first thing we're going to do. Turn the lights down. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into that. First thing we're going to do though, uh, we're going to get into uh, some astrology first. My favorite. Some zodiacs. Uh, as we record, I just want to remind people that this is cancer season. Yeah, we get it. Yeah. So okay. let's start Let's start with the, what you have to say about the cancers. Okay, so when we're talking cancers, what do we want to know? Do we want to know like in bed or in love? Like, Let's start with in love for all those zodiacs first. Okay, so basically... Cancers are known to be, um, so in, like in love, cancers are emotional creatures and they want to take care of the, their love interests. Um, mm-hmm. And their friends. It is true. Anyone in love. I, when I say like love interests, I mean like friends, intimate partners, just anybody that you have love for in your life. And I think cancers are definitely people that, you know, stretch themselves for people that they love. Um, but they are, you know, creatures known to fall into weak spots so that's like one thing to look out for when you have any cancers in your life and if you are a cancer to you know stay in tune to like not letting other people like take advantage of your kindness mistaken you know kindness Mm -hmm. not mistaken for weakness yes um but yes you have to make them feel valued and safe and And what about scorpios Ooh, scorpios okay so getting down to scorpios scorpios are spicy and exciting so do we want to know like in love or in bed um in love in love scorpios in love first i love love um okay so high energy like really high energy it's like hard to keep them focused in one place especially when it comes to love interest in bed scorpions or scorpios are amazing 
very spicy yeah. sign. Um, yeah, I had a boyfriend once that was a Scorpio. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The sex Scorp- was really good. Scorpios are known for their like illustrious love affairs. Like mm-hmm. they can kind of end destructively, but it's very passionate when it's happening. Yeah. Um, and they're never boring. That's the one thing. They'll keep it very, very mm-hmm. exciting. Daniel, what's your zodiac sign? I'm an Aquarius. Oh, I love Aquarius. I'm the most compatible with you. Oh, she's like throwing it at me, guys. So we're gonna go. <laughs> we're gonna go. We're gonna go the in bed route. Um, and I would say that you know you basically embody that same free spirit energy that you have in life. You bring into the bedroom. I don't know if that resonates with you at all, very but um, so very creative. So down to try new things, obviously like really? consensual, trustful, but adventurous practices with their partners. Um, and yeah, so if you're down for an unconventional time, it's definitely going to be with an Aquarius. What about love? Because I cannot seem to get it right. Um, I feel like Aquariuses, it's hard for them to be communicative. Um, kind of like dancing around the point a little bit. So that can be a little prob- problematic when it comes to relationships. And sometimes it requires a little bit of extra work. But once the Aquarian, I think that's the singular yeah. term. Uh-huh. Once the Aquarian like feels that like extra work somebody's putting in, like they're locked in. They're locked in for life. Hey, man, this feels like therapy and I'm not even paying for it. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm dying to know because uh, okay. I'm with one. Libra. <gasps> I'm a Libra. Um, Libras, well, in love, I'm going to start with. So, air signs. So, and we require a lot of balance. Um, oh my God. Very charming. <laughs> very charming, but like when the foundation gets shook, like uh-huh. we don't like it and we yep. tend to like recoil inward. Uh huh, yeah. Um, so, it requires just a lot of guidance from their partner because Libras Ooh. and myself tend to be very indecisive. Yes. Kind of defensive in a negative way, but in a like, you need to kind of grab their hand sometime and be like, let's do this. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. Like, you know what route you want. Let mm-hmm. me help you get there. Oh, you're um, giving me marriage advice right now. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, I would say the negative downfall is the indecisiveness. So I think that not in like a long-term relationship, but I feel like in the beginning of any relationships, Libras can be really picky and really hard to like get that initial bond going. Mm-hmm. Um, Facts. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess in bed, Libras are like chameleons. They can like do a little bit of this or a little bit of that. Like we definitely feed off okay, of I'm going to stop you there. Yeah? <laughs> That's called verse. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> like we, we feed off of our partner's energy. So My like, prudeness almost came out. Let me stop myself because this is the sex episode. Continue, Michelle. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, okay. Let me apologize in advance because you might say some stuff like, wait! <laughs> I, would, I just think for Libras, like, they can do, like, if you want to get a little bit, of, like, freaky, they can get freaky. And if you want to, like, set the mood and, like, keep things really neutral, they can do that, too. I think that they're, like, more in tune with what their their partners need more than themselves. Uh, so it's kind of like that chameleon aspect. Yeah. All right. Now, tell me about Virgos. Oh, quickly Virgos are dangerous I've never had personal dating luck maybe it has something to do with like a Libra and a Virgo but like Virgos are have a communication breakdowns all over the place with um in love, they require a lot of extra effort. Um, I feel like they, I feel like Leos are known for their ego, but Virgos are notorious for having a super strong ego, and it's kind of hard to see around, especially when it comes time for relationships. Um, and they're really critical, like they're really critical people, so yeah. it, that comes into their relationship super heavy. Um, 
but again, like once they're in the relationship, it's something that they want for a long time. Mm -hmm. But I think that that also like stems a lot of jealousy with Virgos. They like tend to be very jealous by nature. Oh yeah. Um, so that can be a definite like breakdown. But if like you make it work with a Virgo, a lot of the times they're there to stay. So. Has anyone ever been with a Virgo? Not that I know of. No. Sometimes I don't yeah, get that, that far. Aww, just learn, like, and they need a name. lot of and they need a lot of like hand holding in the bedroom. Like they're definitely very vulnerable, delicate creatures. So mm. like it's like you got it. I would take it slow with a Virgo. What months sure. are Virgo? September, uh, end yeah. of August, September. No. What about Pisces? Oh, Pisces. I'm seeing a Pisces. How's that going? Um, good. It's so fabulous. I love it. Um, yeah. I'm just rub it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, she tried to, but you were like, I can't do this. I'm gay. Um, <laughs> so, Pisces are romantic creatures. Like, in bed, they're romantic. And they're also, like, the role player. They tend to be a little bit dominant. Um, yeah. That's my mom. Ugh. It's <laughs> <laughs> gross. Um, like watching my mom interact with her husband. I'm just like, <laughs> she got a whip in here somewhere. Oh my God. Well, they tend Anna to be. Fling. It tends to be like a tender experience with Pisces. Like, and they also they're givers. <laughs> oh, yeah. You want to elaborate? My you mom know, served in the military. They're very. <laughs> so. They like to sexually please. So I mean, that's like embedded in them and. They're a water sign, so they're like a true soulmate. They're looking for their soulmates. They're definitely like a like solid when it comes to relationships, um, and they look for one like one love interest or like you know whatever they find to be their love interest. That is like their center of their world emotionally and spiritually. So that's why I think things get so passionate with Pisces. Only because I think we skipped over it sexually. What are Cancers like? Um, tell me about myself. So yeah, again, like with cancers being a bit vulnerable, um, emotionally, <laughs> sex tends to come with emotion, which is not a bad thing. Like I think that with cancers, they, I mean, obviously we're all down for like our one night stands, obviously, but I think to have like, to reach like a total perfect sexual world, I think cancers need emotional stability and they need that connection with their partner. Um, I, I couldn't do I tried to be a hoe. I cannot do one nice dance. And they're really gentle. Yeah, me too. They're gentle and highly sensitive, but that in like a good way. That can be like really great in bed. Like you can like achieve like a really spiritual connection with somebody that's a cancer that you're intimate with. And always I always forget about Sagittarius. Oh, they're spicy as well. They're are they're a fire sign. Um Impulsive, again, impulsive, spicy. I guess, like, I, I'm trying to like frame this in a better way, but like, I feel like Saggy is like like a good like rough sex. Like they they're more adventurous. I mean, and that's not for everybody, but like, um, I feel like the good thing about Saggies is like since you can experience such like high intensity sexual situations with them. Mm -hmm. On the like the flip side of that, that is like what grows their connection with you. So it's not like it's gonna like push you guys farther away. It's just like you know, it's just it's not just purely sex to them. Like that like high intensity sexuality is like what they bond. Yeah. With so others. Sagittarius and Scorpios would just be like a bomb exploding. Yeah. Like I feel like a Scorpio and a Saggy in bed would be like. I feel like it would be a lot of ego and like a lot of sass and like a def a lot of role reversal. Some, like, some bruising. Yeah. Also, like if you threw a, like a Leo amazing. in there, 
like oh a threesome. So you're proposing a threesome, a threesome? of like a Leo, a Scorpio, and a Saggy would just be like. And what are Leos like? Because I just know Leos are ego, vain. ego, ego and vain. Yeah. And oh my god. And they need Ugh. constant reassurance, like very fragile ego. So like, yeah. if you mm-hmm. I, like Leo women and Leo men can be very, very different. Um, How so? Well, I feel like the men are definitely, the fragility of their egos are a lot more intense. Um, and then I feel like women, women Leos have a sense of like a magnet connection with people with stronger egos. So it's okay. like kind of this like flip-flopping effect. But um, I don't know. I Leos are loyal, but I think it's like just really hard to tie them down. Oh it like God, takes a so while to get it to like a relationship aspect. Um, you got to put in a lot of legwork with them. And how about Taurus? Taurus? I love Tauruses, too. They're also gentle creatures. They are? I think my ex was a Taurus. Hard-headed. So, basically, um, trying to... So, like, they, I feel like, would be more prone in the beginning to, like, a one-night stand type situation. Um, But, again, like... They're like a calming, calming in bed. Like, like you, I feel like they're really grounded people. Mm-hmm. Um, so where you could have like super exciting, like sex with a Taurus, it's also, I feel like easy to feel like grounding energy from them, which is nice. Have we left anyone off? Gemini. Oh. We can skip over. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I know. They're really yeah. playful, and it's really hard to keep their attention. I don't attention. like to play any games with a fucking Gemini. <laughs> um, I'm curious, though, like, how, how, what does it say they are, like, in love? So, my Courtney's ex like, was a Gemini. I'm, sorry, I'm just like, you're what? my ex was a Gemini. Yeah, so I'm just from like, Dubuque? You basically <laughs> had you in that Kmart. If you don't feel like <laughs> that one, yeah. If you don't feel like you have to, you want to keep sexually adapting with somebody, then you don't want to be with a Gemini. Like they need constant, like it needs to be constantly like refreshed. Evolving all the time. Yeah, like okay. you need to they constantly get bored evolve. easily. They get bored easily. Like one day they'll be like, "I'm so in love with you," and literally wake up in the morning and be like, "No." And I think that we all have an ability to be that way, but Gemini, Gemini specifically, it's lies. Hard to I can't do that. that way. Games. It's really hard to keep them entertained, and they also have this way of like differentiating like the love they have for somebody with like that, that like spark with the fun and excitement, and they're just like. Okay, I'm having an anxiety attack okay. talking about Gemini's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want to ask a question to you guys. Yeah. Ask away. When's the last time you were in love? Uh, <laughs> I just got anxiety. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. Daniel always puts his heart on his sleeve, so put it on the air. I know. I mean, well, my last relationship that ended, how long ago was that? Like, a month ago? You were in love with him? Yes. Why? How long were you guys together? Oh, my God. I feel like I'm being put on the spot. Like, seven months? I don't know. I just genuinely, like, for me, like, everyone who knows me knows that I maybe move a little too fast. But like I am just like Facebook photos. I'm just like we have a connection. That's our generation. I'm though, like we have not. a connection. Like our first date happened after like two days after we matched, and then we literally hung out like for a whole month before Christmas. Um, but like I don't know. I just really enjoyed him as a person. We bonded as like friends. You actually felt like warm inside when you were by him. Yeah, I just felt like we just had that really strong connection and like. I really loved and cared about him. So do you feel like you your heart was broken when you 
Well, I broke up with him. Right, but was your heart broken to do that? Because um, sometimes breaking was, up it, with someone can be just honestly as bad the, as... one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do. Like, I don't think it was that hard. Well, just because, like, I, I knew it had to end, and, like, just looking and seeing him, like, getting crushed, because it kind of happened, like... It didn't happen out of the blue for me, because, like, I expressed so many issues, all of, all of our issues, like, constantly throughout the relationship, and then we went on a trip, and it kind of, like, blew up in our faces, because I'm like... We just went on this trip, spent all this money. That's how you test the relationship. Oh, you travel. And yeah. I together. was just like, we need to like dub this right now. But just like seeing him so hurt was that was like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. But oh. it had. Well, to there's end. nothing you can do when you've been overtly communicative, yeah. and then nothing has changed, yeah. and then it's like you have the final blow. Exactly. And it's and like I, I can't. And, and I also, you weren't getting what you needed from a relationship. Well, I told him I was like, I would much rather us end it now. Before I do some stupid shit like cheat on you, which I would never ever want to do. But you were looking. I made this joke earlier, but you were looking at all types of buds. Quentin, uh, I'm an ass man. Quentin knows I literally mm-hmm. look at ass. A horse all day. would trot by. He'd be like, "Ooh, look at that." <laughs> I uh, butts, 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 butts. Yeah. Well, so. there's no, there's nothing wrong with looking. Nothing. Wrong there's with something looking. wrong with looking, looking if. You're with someone that's not giving you what you're looking at, and so you're looking and looking. Well, that's heightening the intensity of your right. right. Yeah. So it got to the point where I was like, "Fuck!" Like I'm like looking, and then I may have downloaded an app or two out of boredom. Like I was like, "I gotta stop." Everything comes down to timing too. People are enter yeah. your life, and they can be so great, and yeah. then you just realize it's not the time yeah. or place right now to be with that person, and it's unfortunate. But like, you can't make yourself miserable. But I'm good now. Yeah. Good with your shirt that you're, you're looking let me good. Have. Too. I want that. Can I literally have that shirt? Yeah, it's a really nice. You should pattern. let me have it. Can I wear it like one more time? Yeah, and then <laughs> give it to me. All right, please. I'm serious. Okay, such a good summer shirt. I've already posted on Instagram, so great. I would love to wear that with some like short, short shorts. Yeah, shorter than the ones I'm wearing. Yeah, you mean panties? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Listen, I got legs. You do. You and do a, have and a butt. I love. I, I love that shirt. That's the last time I was in love. Was with your shirt? Ah, uh, you're uh, dodging this question, Michelle. She literally okay, wants so me inside of her. As much as. As much as this question makes me like, qu- like question my entire existence, because I've been asking myself this a lot recently. Like, when was the last time you were genuinely loved? Were you ever in love, or were you like in relationships as a matter of convenience, and then you like felt like you were in love because like societal pressures, and then you were sad when you broke up? I think the last time I was in love was with my last boyfriend. We dated for three. Three years. Can I see a photo of him? I feel like he was like hot. No, the people I have sex with are hot. The people I'm in relationships with are always like, I don't even know. There's no like. Michelle, why couldn't we be friends when I was in my early 20s? Like, I feel like you could have coached me into having like. Well, a I don't great practice what decade. I preach. My relationships literally end so destructively because I truly does, don't right? know. But <laughs> right? on your bio, it says that you're really good at giving advice. I'm really good at giving but you're advice. You're fucking up your own life left to right. Yeah. I. Like, my recent stunt with sobriety has been very helpful in, like, the grounding of my headspace. Your skin looks so clear. Are you even wearing you. makeup? I am. I'm wearing a um, some like a eyeshadow thing. I'm using as basically an entire face highlighter and some mascara and lipstick. So gorgeous. How long have you been, like, not drinking? A month. That's a long time. But, like, I'm going to keep it going. But I feel really good. I told myself, oh, when I get bored of this, I'm going to stop. But it's like, I'm feeling better and better every day. And I feel like I can talk better and present myself better. And I just feel more collective. So I've been asking myself a lot about my last relationship. And I think that 
I was in love with him, but like for all the wrong reasons. Mm. And it, we were in love because it was so toxic. Like I would say that the sky was blue and he'd be like, no, it's green. Like we just, mm. he was a Virgo, communication breakdowns. Oh my gosh. And I have so much love for 50% of him and the other 50% of him. (laughs) I think so many of his problems stemmed out of his like childhood and his insecurities with himself. And it just was the wrong place and the wrong time for us to be together. But I do... I know I loved him because through all the fights and all the bullshit, I still have genuine platonic love for him now and like always want him to succeed and do well. So that's very mature of you. (sighs) Courtney, not me. You're so silent. It's a podcast. It doesn't work unless you talk, babe. (laughs) I mean, I'm talking now, so. She's thinking about the love. Her last time in love. Were you in love with the guy from Dubuque? (laughs) I was. Even um, while you were at Old Navy on Black Friday? (laughs) Yeah, all of that. All of that and Kmart and, and Holiday Inn. God. We had Holiday. you working three <laughs> shitty uh, minimum wage yeah. jobs. Well, really, what can you do in Dubuque, Iowa? That's but like, were you in love with him? I was very much in love with him. Um, I think you love Jesus more. I will always love Jesus more. So that's like that's the love of thing. your life. <laughs> Jesus is the love of my life. No, but I was very much in love with him. It was three and a half years of like supreme intensity you know like he was my first love and i i have not i've like obviously like dated on and off like since that relationship but there's definitely been you know pump the brakes pump the brakes it's hard after your first love you feel Mm -hmm. like really vulnerable that's where we like set up our our like trust like it's the framework for you know the the rest of our lives yeah, yeah. oh my god that sucks my but first was horrible then yeah my first was i had like two first names and I, like he was gonna first look wrong wait two first well like yeah like I dave guess matthews or something. <laughs> first love or first i think first love right like, first, yeah. i well what okay. i what i think was my first love i was like 15 like i was in ohio oh my god i can't believe i'm going to share this story <laughs> Ooh, please do. yeah this is kind of hard i might i'm not gonna cry you're such a cancer. Oh, my god! Shut gosh. the fuck. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, I actually... Uh, I'm not going to share this story. No, it's too Wait, no. Is, it about no. Your Wait is it about your first love or your virginity? Because My I, first love. Okay. I can't share it. Were they the same Don't. person? Your first love and your first virginity? Mine was. No. Your first virginity. Yeah, mine was. Mine no. was. I lost my, my... I lost my virginity as a result of the heartbreak I had over my first love. Oh. Okay. So you had your first love and you guys didn't even, like, do it. No. Uh, he okay. was straight. Oh. oh. Okay. We've all been there. He well, was a he was a best friend of mine. Oh, that's how it like, starts. Yeah. Super duper best friend, and mm. I guess I misread signals. Did you try to make a move, and he like just dubbed you and said, "Never talk to me again." Yeah, pretty much. Been there. I mean the. It wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go for this. It was leading up to that. No, I, I, per- I no, I understand. I personally think this asshole was on the spectrum. Yeah, and not Probably. the autism just, spectrum, no, but the, the the gay spectrum. The, I've yeah. had I've had a very similar experience. Like you're, because you- he would look at me a certain way, he would make comments about my body in a certain way, he would give me like little gifts. Yeah, and like you- and it was a very like affectionate. Yeah. So more, th- more, more engaged. It was like in, there's like in your, a more intimate friend, way, and then there's like he's going like above and beyond. And I wasn't out, and so yeah. then I and my 
slowly trying to come out in undergrad, I told him, and he was very fine with it, and then continued to did, do the flirting the same, thing. The same pattern, the same and flirting. And then yeah. I was like, that's when I really fell for him, and it was just like, I'm ready to do this, and then completely cut me, like, mm-hmm. just dropped me like a bad habit. No yeah. communication. And then, like, months later, he reached out and apologized and wanted to, like, get dinner. And then the day before we were supposed to meet up, he was like, I'm sorry, I can't go through with it. I feel so. like situations like this make people question a lot about themselves. And I don't think that it was, like, a situation where people purposely alienate others. But I think it makes them put a big reflection on themselves and who they are. And yeah. we're not a lot of the times willing to confront that. So and it just seems like you guys were having like a very mature like general love between the two of you, and it was like too too mature of a situations for adolescents to be having, and it tends to scare people because it's like a lot of the times we fall in love with people, we don't fall in love with labels, you know? Like you're falling in love with somebody's energy, it doesn't matter the gender. But honestly, I think that it's a mature thought process. Me and him were in the same situation, but it was. We were the same age in 2017. Yeah, I, we totally would have done it. Exactly, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Because there wouldn't have been like label confusion or whatever. Mature. It was too mature it was of a, a situation for adolescents. It was a different time. I yeah, had a very absolutely. similar situation but too. When we talk about devastation, like that's I the know. first time I was depressed. That was the first time I I was heartbroken. I lost my friend. It was like mourning the loss. Yeah, I heartbroken. It's was hard. going through the grieving process. Wasn't completely out. Then. Uh, another guy that had been hitting on me was like, "Yeah, I like you, but like, I don't date guys who aren't aren't." This is so stupid. I can't believe I'm sharing all this, but whatever. It's I a safe it. space. With all these listeners, the blinds are down, and all these people that hate on me and listen to my podcast to get my juicy secrets. Anyway, um, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> could you not? <laughs> I'm having a moment here, Daniel. I'm here for you. I don't want to touch you. Um, Touch the shirt. Okay. My future shirt. (laughs) Daniel's wearing this fabulous black and white shirt. It is giving me all types of African-American heritage. Wakanda foreverness. Wakanda can't. Serving. Um, Wakanda can't. Uh, So, (laughs) wait. What was I talking about? This ADHD, man. Okay. You were talking about... How when all this was transpiring, you were also oh so this guy mm-hmm. this guy was like oh I don't date. so when I finally came out or whatever the guy find out and then we had an experience together mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't consider that me losing my virginity but um it wasn't all of that so I was it like, never is losing your virginity is like well no 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 I, I don't think oh, that was oh. me losing my virginity it was just like my you first like. You know, oh, I'm touching another person's penis. It was that penis. So, no. so yeah, I'm a prude and I have a hard time talking about this. So I'm gonna be using a lot of nicknames. Um, so I was like, little stick. I was like, oh, okay. Um, so I don't know what's next. And then I met this tall Arab man. Ooh. Sounds sexy. And that is who. It was a one night stand, and that's who I lost my virginity to. That sounds like exciting. Though. That sounds fun. It was exciting. But it was a one night. Wait, I thought you didn't do one night stands. For my virginity, wanting to get it over with. Yeah. That is a very common thing, too. A lot of people, if like they are entering, um, you know, I wouldn't say adulthood, but early stages of adulthood as virgins, 
feel like they just want to just get it over with. Like, because they don't want it to... For me, it was this, like, oh, I'm so sick of not knowing what this is. Yeah. I'm sick of... Cause and what it means I to came you. from a religious family. Yeah. So the, I, I have successfully cut off the idea of even being attracted to men. But I was definitely not attracted to women. Yeah. I had many opportunities. And I would just be like... So I might as well just dry hump a cement wall because I, there's nothing not happening. Not a cement yeah. wall. You needed, you needed to know for yourself if that's like what you what intimately was your thing. Like you, right, right, right. You didn't know. But he was very nice. He knew up front. And I'm glad that it was like a safe and I never saw him again experience. after that. Like he had one purpose and that purpose was to so pop that cherry. Make me ooh, I am feeling myself right now. Yeah. But this yeah. song is like almost perfect. I know. It's like so inspiring. I feel like I'm like I need someone to make me ooh. What Daniel, what was your first time like? Um it was with this guy, Seth. I was 15. Of course it's a Seth. Um, I dated a Seth. And we were like good friends. We were like the only two gay guys at our school. Like I was like obsessed with him. So I say that I was at his house one night and it was like maybe 10. And his mom was like, well, Dan, since you're here, you might as well stay the night. And I was like, uh, okay. So like, yeah. she called my parents like, sure. So we like, I, I, like side note, it was really hot and I drink a lot of water and I have a very weak bladder. So we're like watching the Matrix and... He's like, you want to have sex? And I'm like, oh. that's my favorite thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching the Matrix and somebody goes, do you want to have sex? That's so like, like, amazing. So like, we, we were like watching the Matrix and we started doing it and like, but like, I had drank so much water, I really had to pee. So he's like, are you gonna come? Are you gonna come? And I was like, I mean, like, I think I am. But we had just kind of had the sex at class too, where they said like, you can't urinate and ejaculate at the same time. So I was like, oh, I mean, I really have to pee. He's like, we'll just finish. I'm like, yeah, but like, I really, <laughs> I really have to pee. Don't like where um, the story's headed. <laughs> so he's just like, so are you gonna finish? And I was like, I would like to, but like, I really have to pee. So like, I stopped fucking him and I went to go pee. Yeah. Um, and it just killed the mood. And we just finished watching The Matrix. So, like, I never finished. Um, so does it even count? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it does. And then I found out, like, well, I told my friends the next day. They're like, oh, my God, that's so awesome. I told well, my clearly he wasn't Matrix. a friend. And then, I, and then I told my <laughs> other friend, Ryan. And he was, I was like, oh, my God, like, I lost my virginity to Seth. He's like, oh, my God, when? I was like, last night. He was like, that's so funny because I had sex with him earlier in the day. So I found out oh. that I had had sex with someone. Um, who, in his bed, who had had sex with someone else earlier that day in his bed. Yeah, he was wide Damn. open, um, ready for business. So, um, yeah, I hope so. Still alive. While the Matrix was um, playing in the background. Wait, the same Shout scenario. What? Like he was watching the Matrix earlier in the day? I don't know. It's the same bed, but I was watching the Matrix. I wonder if he so. changed the sheets. Not probably not. Well, it's funny. His mom. The next day, his mom was like, "That's so funny. You guys slept in the same bed. You could have slept in the guest room, Daniel." You were like, yep, okay. well, I, was well like, I mean, I my story isn't that exciting either. I was I find with the girls, it the stories are never No. <laughs> yeah. It's so lackluster. It didn't it it's like, like there was closet. no passion. There was like an N there was like a football game. I was gonna say an NFL game. See, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was that and we were on his in his parents' living room and we Watching had the sex. football game? No, I mean I was just like it I was, was just, playing in the background? Yeah, it was playing in the oh. background. And there was like no passion at all. It's worse than the Matrix. Yeah, it fucking sucked. I mean I was dating him at the time and then obviously oh, sexually we progressed from there. But I was like fifteen. Like how 
could it be? You know, like how like great could it really be? I was kind of just like, oh, I did it. Same. Really lackluster. Hey, wait, how old were you? Fifteen. Fifteen. I was twenty-one. I was twenty-one too. <gasps> oh, wait, yeah. that's such a crazy yeah. table. And we're, like we're like, like we're sitting on the same <laughs> side. She's on the same side. Don't get any ideas, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> She's like looking at me like intensely. Like, it's the shirt. It's the shirt. I mean, good thing I don't have my titties out today. I feel like oh, you should be here where he was dressed like a Versace oh Rick Ross, had oh, nipples amazing. out. I have to call the police. I'm wearing an undershirt today because I don't want to like overly sweat. <laughs> anyway, um, Courtney, do you want to share? Was it with um, Dubuque? It was in Dubuque. Oh, um, God. So here's the thing. But you, here's you, the thing. Uh, I wasn't th- living there at the after time. After your shift. But of, I wasn't living there at the time. We were engaged. Um, we were engaged. Uh, so we, this relationship ended up with us being engaged, but that wasn't quite yet. This was like. Forgive her, Jesus. Two and a half years. So here's the thing. I had every like intention and plan to wait until I was married. Like that was a thing. That's and um, it's why like it took so long because I had like dated before him before that relationship but this was like the the okay I'm gonna be in like a committed relationship type of thing and then I was living in Chicago still in school and then I went to visit him over a long weekend and uh, I mean it was a long so weekend put it down on but you. do you so think he was having relations with other women before I, and after you I I know he was I mean now like in hindsight right it's one of those things did you feel special in the moment yes on, honestly in the moment I did I was already like in love head over heels by this Aww. point so Kills overhead. wait so were you guys <laughs> you, know. you guys were monogamous <laughs> at this time I mean I was monogamous Courtney was monogamous he was cheating but it was under was the monogamous. presumed yes okay well fuck him exactly <laughs> I mean fuck yeah. him across the board yeah for real uh, but yeah so like for me it was like this special great thing yeah probably not so <laughs> not so much but for him it was probably like oh A Tuesday finally <laughs> she's like giving it up because yeah I mean it was just I did I, I made him wait for a little bit so yeah <laughs> he didn't <know>. wait <laughs> <laughs> I made him wait for me at least he yeah. was still like okay well while she does that he debuts your waiting be, he debut he debuts my waiting guys oh um, my god but yeah so yeah, I mean, but you. you know hindsight I didn't know all this going on I think I had an idea because I just feel like most people do yeah we tend to look but past that stuff yeah like, oh he's cheating with me, our rose colored okay. glasses on we're like oh maybe but he I'm, exactly. I'm special and it's fine and I love him exactly but everybody I mean, wants to be like the exception like to, like to the rule exactly you know? we're all like this so so crazy so we're gonna segue into some extra sexual stuff me <laughs> Topics. Educational, though. Educational. Educate the masses. Um, but wait, I want to know everyone's relationship status right now. Ooh, okay, yes. So I'll start with myself. Married. I think we could fuck more. Oh. We get I've been distracted. I just found out I have ADHD, so. Oh, my God. <laughs> so over <laughs> I'm a work yeah. in progress, guys. I mean, it, it's it's fine. I, I like I picture like an episode from Sex and the City of like her being like, "Is it my ADHD or is it me?" And like just like staring yeah, yeah, out yeah. a window. And, I like, couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> 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 is it my ADHD 
Does the ADHD have me? <laughs> fucking dumbass shit. That's the Wait, we're not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We're not going to disrespect Sarah Jessica Parker on my podcast. Thank you. I, I don't like it. How dare podcast. you? I don't like Sex in the City. Uh-uh. It has nothing to Wait do with Sarah Jessica Parker. It's set up unrealistic. Unre- so is every other TV it's show. It's fiction. Any, any person yeah, who's moved to New York. You think on. Friends is oh. real? Not one black person living in New York City? <laughs> but it's you. the same Except thing. Except for Aisha Tyler. But we weren't talking about Friends. Sex in the City is supposed to represent sex, and it has nothing of diversity on it. And they set up like unrealistic expectations. I get that it's fiction, but I just think that so many people like looked at that as like their spiritual guide. Well, those like, people are dumb. Yeah, it was a 30-minute, wait, actually a 22, well, there was no commercials, 30-minute yeah, sitcom. It was bad. It was bad. But I love it. I obviously, I watched I mean, it. I saw the movies. I there, love First of all, there's two movies. Okay. The book, you know don't really read the too? book. The book is terrible. Diary of a Call Girl. That's like a really good like sex, like kind of like, you know, binge-worthy show. It's okay. about a call girl in Britain. But okay. I'll, anyway. I'll check it out. What's everybody's love interest like? I'm single. I'm dating um, my Seamless account. Okay, well, that's that good. good. <laughs> seamless will I never don't. betray you. No, that's a lie. They will. <laughs> I, I, I get those. I get free. When they when they F up. Oh, you call. I, I, I put on my angry white woman wig, and I'm like, <laughs> they were 20 minutes late. And they're like, well, sorry, Mr. Stokes. Here's a $30 coupon. I'm like, <laughs> It's <laughs> lunch Literally, and dinner tomorrow. Recently, though, they told me there was like, there's nothing we can do about it. Like, the person no. won't give you back a refund. I had to call the restaurant like four times, and they were like, okay, we'll finally no, do it. No. I think it was just because I could wasn't angry. Never he wasn't accept, angry enough. I could never enough. accept that answer for anything. No. Not a, no. If I ordered the lobster mac and cheese and you gave me um, air, I want something else or a refund. That happened recently. I'm so sad. See, we can, bo- we can boss around our seamless account. Like we can boss around our release. Anyone we're in a relationship with. Uh, you can't try that with a French person. Uh, <laughs> She'll yeah. cut you. <laughs> I think I've been cussed out <laughs> multiple times. Today. Today? <laughs> Last hour. Literally. I literally just got my flight information from friends emailed to me. Like I have permission to travel on the States. Amazing. This is a great route. Somebody call the hotline. Blink <laughs> <laughs> twice. Oh my god. <laughs> is that a blink or a wink? This yeah. motherfucker is crazy. <laughs> Just so. joking. He's an immigrant, but I love him. Um, <laughs> I'm like making out with the mic. You are. <laughs> yeah, it's time for you to get it back on those apps. Okay. <laughs> my phone's Michelle, blowing up. So, over Michelle, there. you're seeing someone right now? Yeah, I guess. Like, I'm is still he single. Hot or sh- I love, yeah, I think so. So, it's like a definitely a really different situation. Um,. But it seems really perfect for me and who I am. Like, I feel like after my last breakup, I went through, like, so many changes. And I'm finally on this new tip of feeling really good with myself. Like, feeling really grounded and not feeling like a manic, insane person. Um, And so I was like, when I reemerge in the dating scene, like, it needs to be different. Like, I'm not coming with no normal, like, bullshit like I normally do. So I met this. He was, like, playing a show at my friend's show. And I met him... I, like I met him at a metal show which I think is like really funny for me and like perfect kind like of metal rock yeah like okay. like a metal show and um and I never publicly make out like that's not my thing it's not my style to like meet somebody in public and I've be like I've never done ah. that well I didn't either until this and I don't even know how it happened it's- and I was really ballsy and I was like you should take my number so this dude's in some that's pretty like he's in like 
some like well-known bands that are like super intense, but like for who he is as a person, he's like really vulnerable and really sweet and like sends me photos of the sunset and is like thinking of you. Oh so he my started, gosh, that is horrible. So he started sending that to me and I was like, oh my God, I should like go on a date with this dude. And plus I was going to an event that he was going to be at and it's definitely like out of my range because there's a 20 year age difference. <laughs> Whoa. Is he in shape? I, I, w- I would hope he's, he's 20 years older. He's ripped. He's That's all that matters. He's vegan. Zaddy. Ooh. Yeah, he's vegan. Okay. He's sober. He does yoga like six days a week and like bikes to Nyack one day. He's like, he's ripped. He's in such good shape. Oh he's in God. better I shape love than me. Older Have you guys daddy. done it yet? Though? Yeah. What do you, I haven't been dating somebody for a month. You know me. I'm like, Whoa. oh my God. Sure I would pay to watch that. I'm not even going to lie. All the, he's older, hot. all the older men I've had he's sex with. He's hot in like, 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 a, oh. like a dad rock star way. And oh. then I'm like really into it. That's what I'm hoping my husband grows into. Yeah. I really, I'm like, I'm loving this situation. Yeah. Actually, I think podcast is over my husband just walked in i need you guys to leave <laughs> so from michelle you can stay and watch <laughs> um well i'm offended <laughs> sorry you're not the sex expert on the show <laughs> i'll just be there with my clipboard but, uh, like, taking uh, notes uh, calling uh, out orders bend over more to the left to the left yes right, i'm gonna need you to extend your right arm <laughs> yeah I put, can't. It, put it in that hole yeah, yeah. i oh. can't michelle i have adhd yeah you're gonna he's gonna ADHD use this is good. <laughs> he's gonna use this Oh, but but wait, wait, wait! I the only time I actually made out in public was when I first met my now husband. We made out twice in public. We're at one our first date. We went to a horrible uh, Thai restaurant called Spice. And then <laughs> oh, I know where in I know where that is. I know where that is. I no, it's in Union Square. That. that was the first place I ever went to when I first moved. It's to in New Union Square or near Union Square, right? Oh, oh this one was in Chelsea. Yeah, oh. they that one. And then we went to Boxers, and then we ended up making out in Boxers. Wait, Chelsea. so does and then, this mean that when you meet your husband, you make out in public? Is this like a sign for me? I think Am so. I getting married? I've made out in public. Not, yeah, that. The second time we I've were invited to an event, and. We had like kind of we were it was crowded and he kind of like kiss gave me a little kiss kiss, and this guy said, "Go get a room." And this is the first time like he he actually got buck and was like, "Go get a room. Why don't you go get a life?" And then like Ooh. he started charging Ooh. towards him and had like grab him like, "No, don't beat his ass." <laughs> and then I was like, "Yep, we're getting married." <laughs> I was like, "I love it." Does anyone ever had sex in public? I like sex and violence, my favorite. Wait, what? <laughs> Daniel just snuck in a question. I said, has anyone ever had sex in public? Like an exhibitionist? Like I purposely have, or like yes. just spur of the moment? A little bit of both. Never. Is it like in a public place or just? Yes. Be specific. In a public place. I, I, one time I was dating someone and we were shopping. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you shopping? <laughs> Macy's. <laughs> <laughs> it's so quiet That's in where there. where I got this shirt, by the way. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Quinn's <laughs> face, just like, <laughs> like, you almost had a stroke. It was like a mile. <laughs> Wait, please tell me. Did you, were you trying on the shirt? No, okay. not, it's not this shirt. Okay. It was like years ago. Oh, and thank God. I was oh, just I like, we were, I don't know. We just kind of like did it in the fitting room. Like. Sex? Wait, like I they didn't my, bother you? I like feel like I'm at Macy's. They're like, hey, is like the air okay in there? Like, hey, or it's like, like how I is it? put my dick inside him and the Macy's thing. Are yeah. you joking? I'm not joking. How do you do that? It's really easy. You just like do it. I you mean, obviously you're not like loud. 
Okay, I had but sex like, in a room where my I had a big open living room and my friends were cooking like kind of an open kitchen like this and I had sex on the couch like right over there. No one knew it was happening. But it's like so intense. Because <laughs> you have to internalize everything. It's and you fun. can't be loud. Yeah. And it's just, woo! It's fun. Orgasms I've ever had. But I, how did you... How? Because... There's things that have to be done before you can I do mean, them. some people are just kind of like decent down there that they don't need to but prepare that much. Even so, like, it's a... It's this Janet is like perfect for this. Right. You know, sometimes yeah. you gotta see so some, some spit. <laughs> oh, okay. I I'm think done. public sex stories are really, really fun. I, ha- I got kicked out of a bar for having sex with a girl in a bathroom. It was... Uh, two years ago and then the kick <laughs> the kicker is I was like I just went through I don't know it wasn't it couldn't be two years ago because I went through my last last breakup so it had to be She's actually like, it was, like <laughs> it was like it was right before I met my last ex so maybe like three and a half years ago now and I was like having kind of a falling out with my family at this time too and I was going through a breakup and I was just a mess smoking like a pack a day and just like really being insane and I show up to Thanksgiving the next day, late, hungover, and everyone's like, oh, so happy you could join us. And I, like, sit down, and in, like, my rebellion, I was like, oh, yeah, I was out really late. I got kicked out of the bathroom last night for having sex with a girl. And everybody was like, oh. <laughs> at the Thanksgiving table? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this. It was good. And I everyone, think I'm in love. And my, <laughs> and my dad was just like, well, she's he's made, like, a really funny comic. My dad's, like, always on my side and really gets a kick out of, like, how oh, insane I am. Awesome. And he was just like, okay, well, that's amazing, Shell, anyways. <laughs> so, yeah. Courtney, you're so quiet, this podcast. You know. <laughs> it's okay. That's why you're on this episode. This <laughs> you represent a demographic I'm trying to attract. <laughs> the black Christians. Yeah, I almost got kicked out of boxers like... for doing stuff in the bathroom. You almost what? Boxers, Chelsea. Oh, Boxers is a okay. gay club, so. But right. they were like, get out of there. I was doing some things. I was drunk. Well, I feel like their policy is like no sex, no drugs. And it's like either way, don't spend time in the bathroom. I get yeah, kicked out like, of so many bathrooms. It's like one person per time. It's like, but what if we're like helping each other pee? Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my stomach hurts. Um, Courtney, any? I. Public. I know you and you and your ex. The rush of at it. At least all. did it once in a car. Or the woods in Dubuque. <laughs> um <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is so this is weird because like guys, like my pastor follows me on Facebook. Like and <laughs> former, former he's, had, he's probably had sex and in public. He's, he's probably know, cheating like, on his wife, as my, most pastors no. do. <laughs> no, no, he is no. <laughs> all right, cool. Guys, <laughs> all right, all right. Guys, no. <laughs> sure. He's cheating on his wife with me. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <clears throat> and I'm sucking his dick on oh Tuesday. My God. So. Uh, <laughs> no, no, we are not even. I'm going sorry. There. I don't. Ninety-eight percent of there. pastors are cheating on their wives. This is. This is false. This is false. Okay. And Tyler Perry is gay. Anyways. Right, you follow anyways. Those, those false prophets. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, my uh, God. Okay. Don't make Courtney sweat. Oh, this is so. Oh, please forgive me, Mommy. So. <laughs> Your mom's not going to listen to this podcast. It's Do you long. know how hard they support me? They will <laughs> listen to anything. <laughs> like, oh, well, okay. I think that's okay. interesting because. My boss listens to this no podcast. No shade. But I remember when you 
revealed the secret that you wanted to be an actress. And I was yeah. like, well, why aren't you taking theater classes? And you said that because your parents would not allow you to. Well, it was it's like a thing of you need to get a back. I understand it now more than honestly. Right, right, right. I, I did back then. But it's like, no, you need to get a degree in which you're going to make some money because right. you ain't living in this house for the rest of your life. Right. Also, well, yeah. it's important. You know. It's important if you don't want to overshare, not to. It's like whatever you are comfortable with, and it's. I think that I it's didn't good. enforce that policy. Yeah. Give us the goodies, Courtney. No, but I think that we're good. This this podcast is another great thing that we're destigmatizing sex stories. We need to stop making such a big deal out of it. Everybody has sex. Everybody gets a little freaky. Like it is what it is. Um, I have had um, some really great. Mm. Um, I've had some really great sex in a few public places. Hell yeah. Not necessarily with my ex, though. Um, mm-hmm. I There's this one guy that I dated back in L.A. Um, he, he was a musician. And, I mean, that's probably the best sex I've ever had. I love had. where this is going. Like oh the best. Oh, my God. Best sex I've ever had. Why didn't it work out? And where was the public place? It was at one of the venue halls after a show. Oh, yes. So. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's adventurous it, and fun. So, okay. So here's the thing. Like, I think sex is truly, truly a beautiful thing. It is. Um, and it doesn't necessarily have to be in, like, this super committed relationship. Because we Absolutely. weren't in a relationship. We, had, we were just kind of casually dating. And, um, was he white? He was. Oh, he wanted that chocolate. He, he was. You know what's funny? Once I left Chicago, I never. Um, I no, no, that's not true. I dated one black guy, mm-hmm. but have it's predominantly been like other races, other cultures since I left mm. Chicago. And that's not to say like, yeah, you know, I just don't. It just happened that way. Wow. Yeah, and I'm. A I feel better like our one sexual attraction always changes. It's like, you can be attracted to whomever. Well, for me, it was like, yeah, that's that's true. It's just who who approached me. I am not yeah. the person to approach a guy. I'm not that girl. You're not, but never Latrice that is. Your alter ego. <laughs> no, Latrice. Latrice will step up to a motherfucker. No. <laughs> Latrice may make her feelings more known, right? But it's like, who, if you approach me, there's some type of spark. There's an attraction. Then yeah. it's then it's like what it is what it is. Yeah, and then you like um, you get to know each other, and then if you have sex, it's like sometimes you find out that you're not supposed to be with that person, and then it's on to the next one. Like you yeah. can have great sex with people that you're not committed to, mm. and then sometimes there's just bad sex. Bad sex exists, and wait, did I tell you guys this story about bad sex? I have a bad sex story. <laughs> I have a novel. <laughs> I mean. I- yeah, I have like a wait yeah, if, a like, thesis. I'm a, it, <laughs> if I did, no, I didn't tell you guys the story recently. I think I told this actually in real life. Let me tell you. Okay, so I was single, right? And uh, I, me and this guy have been talking online back and forth for about like two weeks or whatever. Like Grinder? No, it was like you talked to him for two weeks before you met up with him. That's crazy. Well, because I wasn't like I'm like five seconds. I'm like, what's up? I don't, because I used to be super drummer phobic and like, also, like, I don't like surprises. So I want to, I want everything out <laughs> on the table. You want all the details before. No, no, no. I, 
dead at like I want to know what your intentions are, what What's you're your into, dick size? what your that to, mm, what dick. your expectations are, what like what are your limits? What are your, here are my limits because I your not, tax bracket. <laughs> I'm not in, I or at the time I wasn't into a lot of stuff. I was very vanilla, so I just want to make sure you didn't come. No, you're not vanilla anymore. Well, I'm with a French man now. Oh. So you're like you're kinky. You know, we're gonna get into we're gonna pain. get into that. You know, <laughs> we'll define that later, and then I'll find out if I'm actually. I'm kinky. actually excited about that that part. Of okay, the see, I, so, I just planted a seed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's so he comes over. He doesn't quite look like his photos, oh, which is worst. fine. No, no, they no. never do. But no, the no, issue no. was with me. Too many like, filters these days. But this was like 2000. 11? So there's only like one Instagram filter. <laughs> but I don't... Yeah, like Instagram yeah. was just... Guys, I think at the time, Instagram, you had to have an iPhone have an Insta, have an Instagram account. Yeah. So this was right around... Like you couldn't really edit photos. But like people before that, even when I was in Chicago, people were like... They would know their angles and their lighting and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, everything so, is about an angle. So they would... They would have good photos, and then you would meet them in person. And be like, "Wow, you're slightly not like your photo." Like, I've actually like have gone on dates where people are like, "Oh, wow, you look just like your photo," and that was a compliment. I'm like, it's like yeah, yeah bitch. oh yeah, I hate, so, I hate when people say that though. Oh, you're actually hot in real life. It's like, oh, thanks. So I'm yeah. So I, I had him come over to my place or whatever. He didn't. He was still attractive, but he didn't look like his photos. So the 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 visual I had in my so head. So the sexual was, attraction is already went down. Yeah, I have to be honest about that. It's like one strike. And then I was like, well, this is just going to be like a one-time thing or whatever, so let's just get it over with, right? So he undresses. And you know, there's some men who don't have to do anything, and their bodies are just naturally ripped yeah. because they're anorexic. So well, I'm no, thinking... no, they're muscle. They're like muscle. They had, he had no body fat, but he was like super skinny. But oh, on his photos, like he just looked like he was jacked because he worked out yeah. a lot. No, he was just super alien. Like, the oh, only way okay. I could describe him physically is like, he looked like alien. So I was like, okay, this story gets worse. So I'm loving it. We we fooled around or whatever, and then um, I finished, and then I looked at him and was like, oh, do you want to? Because he wasn't able to maintain an erection. An erection. A boner. So I thought. <laughs> So I thought maybe he's not into me. It's something I did or whatever. I, or like maybe I need to do more or whatever. And I just wanted, at this point, I wanted him to leave. So I wanted him to make yeah. sure he like, left on good terms. He's like, no, no, no. There's all, there's only one way I can get off. Oh and I was God. like, I'm so nervous. Ooh. And so I was like, I'm what? so excited. He was like, I oh, like I have to, like I masturbate. And that's how I, I was oh. like, okay. So oh, wow, you know, that's not the craziest okay, thing ever. Let me know if I can yeah. do this. He's like, no, no, no. And I was like, he. <laughs> We're laying in the bed. He lifts both legs up, and I was like, "What are you about to do?" He's like, "Can you hand me the lube?" <laughs> you can't even say the full word. Lube, lube, lube. <laughs> lubrication. Lubrication is great, and it's good for you. Right. And your he butt. He puts mm-hmm. the lubrication between his thighs, lays on his back. Wait, wait, wait. What? I'm okay. like trying to. Okay. Okay. Wait. So he squirts the lube out, rubs on his butthole. No, no, no. <laughs> You're already going left. He, ta- he's laying on his back. He takes lubrication. He smears it on his inner thighs. Oh, okay. He lifts more descriptive. His, he lifts his legs up, uh-huh. <laughs> and he puts his 
genitals in between his thighs and like a mermaid starts scissoring no. his leg. Oh, no, no. Okay. Like, a, like oh a synchronized swimmer. Oh and, <laughs> and I'm just staring in amazement like, what? So he's like, oh it literally sounded like, the, like oh my God. He was so doing that and he, he had to lay there and watch And this? I was just like, Staring like, oh my god, what is so this? So he didn't want to use his hands. No, he like he, he said he couldn't, and then he, <laughs> it was like this synchronized swimming ballet type of thing, and then he finished, and then I was like, oh wow. my god, I don't know if that I did not want that to happen, so I didn't assault <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't know, so oh. we said our goodbyes, and like later he tried to hit me up, and I was like, I'm sorry, that was just like that was weird. Too much. My friend took a guy home that fisted himself. Like she, he was like, "Would you be down?" She, like, "Would you be down?" Like, mm-hmm. it always starts with a few fingers, and then it was like it just moved to like a whole hand, and then she was like, "I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm gonna go," and like when she was like putting her clothes on. He was fisting himself. <laughs> oh, oh. I mean, oh, okay. different, <laughs> different I'm, strokes for different. I'm folks. just trying to picture myself like leaving the situation. The guy's just sticking his hand in his. But butt. I've been in so many situations where I was just like, "You're just like toodles." Like See wanting ya. to go but didn't go. Oh, I've uh, I will leave. I was having a threesome I'm, once, yeah, and like it was like kind of cool. And then like I was like fucking one of the guys, and he was just like, "Yeah, like peeing me," and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and you I, know what? You should have said if you had. If I was 15, I could. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I were 15 and this happened, this would have been music to my ears. But I was like, this is awkward. So I just got up and left. I was in such a hurry. I left my keys, my wallet, and my belt. So I, had, I walked home. and I, was, I walked like 20 minutes to go home. And I was like, fuck. So I had to go back and like get my keys and my wallet and like... He's like, you sure you want to pee at me? And I'm like, ah, I'm pretty sure. I love, I love these older guys. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I think we were around the same age. I was like 21 at the time. Oh, that is so graphic. I love how in the beginning of this podcast, right? But it's going to be educational. I mean, <laughs> this like, is educational. Pee. I mean, yeah. Let's talk about the kinky stuff. Wait, well, Courtney. What? Is this something you want to say? No. No, I. I You're not I, a prisoner in this podcast. <laughs> You're a prisoner like, in America, though. I haven't had any situations where I've had <laughs> to leave. I don't know. I'm I'm pretty selective, um, though. People I go home with. I I'm definitely. Le- I have no problem leaving. Um, oh, I know you don't. I like. I, if That's I'm not great. feeling it, if I'm not, it's been great. Yeah. See you soon. I'm too much of yeah, a yes man. I don't like it. Like I like feel like I should be more. I'm nervous if they're crazy, they're gonna kill me, so I have to get out of there. Yeah. Oh, I've been in situations oh. where I'm just like, oh, gotta go. My friend walked past a BDSM room, like, or she doesn't know. She was, like, in a house and, like, went home with a guy. He mm. didn't bring up any, like, fetishes that he had or any, like, kinks to her before she, like, went to his house. And when she was using the bathroom, she walked past a bedroom with, like, like a bed on the floor with, like, whips and chains. And she was just, like, this is a whole, like, that's a pretty big part of your, you know, sexual side to yeah. leave out that she just, like, dipped without even saying anything. She was just, like, the door. I would have done the same thing because that's something you tell somebody. Yeah. And that's Let's what we're going to get into. Define. Okay, so okay. there's three things we wanted to separate. So there's a yeah. difference between sexual attraction, it's sexu- fetish, and kink. Walk yeah. us through that. Okay, so I think that in the day and age where everything is like mis- like everything is misconcepted in some form, and I feel like when we break down the definition of things, like we're not as a... F- 
of afraid to approach it. And I, I'm definitely on a quest always to destigmatize a lot of sexual behavior that a lot of people get, you know, pushed away in closets for. And I think that it's like, I think that we all need to open our minds a little bit about what these things mean mm-hmm. and, I, and I like the differences it. between them. She's turning me on. So basically where it starts is we obviously meet somebody and we're attracted to some part of them. And that's either a physical attraction, which like is something D. within you, or it's a sexual attraction. Like you can be physically attracted to people that you don't want to have sex with. Or you could be sexually attracted to somebody that you might not physically be into. And it's like, so those exist in different worlds. So when that trickles I experienced down, this. There was a guy in grad school who I did not find attractive at all. Physically yeah. or in and you any type like, of tear their clothes off. And You're I like, what love being with him. Yeah. So these are two different things, and it's and then when that situation kind of bleeds into kinks and fetishes, because people will be like, "Oh, like I love dudes with muscles. Like that's my kink." And it's like, "No, you're using that word wrong. You're sexually attracted to the guys with muscles, you know." And that's just an example. But, but what do, what do you say about people who say, uh, "I can only be with guys that have six packs"? I mean, then that is their physical attraction. And if they're talking about sex, then they can be sex. You can be sexually and physically attracted to one person as well. And if that's what gets you ticking, then like that's that's for you. But it's that doesn't bleed into different sexual terminology. And essentially, like when somebody has a kink, like kink is like an umbrella statement of anything that fits outside of like this like cis kind of vanilla general term that we've come up with as like what sex is. Mm -hmm. So like our society says sex is. When you have a kink, it's like anything that falls outside of that realm. So, you know, you wanting to like sexually experiment with your like partner is still in essence being kinky. Now, a fetish is something completely different. So a kink can be a fetish, but a fetish necessary, or no, 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 I'm sorry. I'm confusing myself. It's kind of like the whole thing that like rectangles are squares, but not all squares are rectangles, sort of, uh, sort of terminology. Yeah. So it's like a fetish can be a kink, but a kink isn't a fetish. So when you, you know, have a kinky side to you, you basically are saying that like you want to sexually experiment and that's what gets you going. It elevates your sex, but you can still have sex without a kink. When you have a fetish, you can't be sexually satisfied without your fetish being there. So oh. you can't. Yeah. I was like trying so, so hard to follow all I know. of that. Okay, I hold on. It. Okay. I got so it. if you're a voyeur. Yes. So voyeurism. So That's a fetish. And so. But it could be. A, okay. So it can be a kink. It's a fetish if you, if you can only get, get off. off as a voyeur. Yeah, so basically a fetish is when you have a sexual arousal that's tied into inanimate objects, a body part, or a certain act like voyeurism, being an exhibitionist. So you could say like, oh, my fetish is my kink because that's what fault like leaves me and falls outside of the, the norm, quote unquote, the norm sexual spectrum. Mm-hmm. But if you have a fetish, it means that you cannot derive or even have sexual arousal if that if that fetish isn't. Yeah. And, and so the guy that could only get off it by mermaiding himself while I watched in horror, that was a fetish? Um, no, because it necessarily wasn't concentrated around one specific thing. That would be a kink. It's like anything that falls outside of like a sexual norm. He needed to finish... 
and that's like a kink. But if like there was something involved in it, like an object or a specific body part or something that got him aroused, but that was just his kink. That's what just really got him got him off. Now, if he was like, I need to rub your foot while I'm doing this, or I need you to like give me a piece of latex to hold on to, or I need you to, you know. Then it's a fetish. Then yeah, it's a that's fetish. That's happened to me. A guy had to touch my feet. It was very weird. Yeah. You're not touching and a feet. lot of this stuff comes, and I think what's really interesting too in my quest of destigmatizing, you know, sexual connotations is fetishes a lot of the time stem from a psycho- like a, a, la, 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 a psychological or a physiological meaning. So a lot of the times it's people like regaining control in their lives, like um, healing from trauma, or it's like part of a fragile ego of like trying to fulfill something within them. Um, and a lot of it starts developing, you know, age, like at age five. But it's like, I think it's so important to like define these situations. So we're not closeting people's sexuality because society has a way to be like, oh, that's weird. That's like, he's a creep. Like, he has a foot fetish. But it's like, no, like, the more we push these people away, it's like the more they're likely to go down an unsafe, non-consensual route for their mm, sexual satis- right. satis- satisfaction. So it's like, it doesn't need to be this, like, secretive bad world. It's like, no, like, at least probably 75% of the people you know have a kink or a sexual fetish. Sexual fetishes just happen to be a little bit more extreme because they can't reach, you know. So since we're being educational, when it crosses over into something that's super inappropriate and illegal and what I would deem gross. Well, and I also, when people bring this up, I say, is it... Is it us as a society that has, like, I don't think that sometimes people start with fetishes that are, like, to us so, like, like crazy to even think about. I think that people with extreme, are extreme, have extreme fetishes. So it's mm-hmm. like, if society is saying something is really, really bad, that's why people are getting attracted to doing it. Because it's, like, Bring balls, no. so balls to the you- wall. How do we talk about something like I think, pedophilia? I mean, obviously, that is like an, a really intense subject, but I don't think it's something that we need to like completely shut down and shun at when it gets brought up. And I think that the more awareness that we have for it, the more we can keep kids safe. And I uh-huh. think it's like with proper therapy and working through people's negative fetishes and like. So define de- and negative de- and destigmatizing the umbrella of fetishes uh-huh. to make people realize it's okay to have a fetish. Just this this is an extreme standpoint you have about it, and there's a there's probably a reason that that person is turned towards that pathway in fetishism, and it's probably because of something that happened to them. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's this like vicious cycle. But what I think that we need is more awareness, and we need to comfortably be able to talk to it. And they need resources. Like there uh-huh. needs to be like multiple avenues, like multiple people to speak to when these urges happen because I feel like nine times out of ten it's like you're doing this because either something happened to you or you're just pushing the boundaries of extremism and right. it, it comes down to like things like pedophilia or like bestiality or like these these subjects that are not you know table the etiquette to bring up but it's like we need to talk about them right. because we're gonna we're gonna we can't protect. pretend that they don't exist exactly because and they do and we need to stop we, pushing people into these like and if we don't dark realms 
acknowledge kinks and fetishes, even the totally. ones that aren't like a foot fetish. Like if we're, yeah. we're saying that that's gross, it just makes the whole subject it has taboo. It like an icky taboo. So we can't even to get it. to the, the root of helping people. Absolutely, that and it's still medically defined as like a mental health issue. Like right. a fetish is a mental health issue. And it's like, is it though? Because it's like. It, that puts such like, a negative spin on things where like a lot of the times like these people that like have such like, extreme viewpoints on something are working through a situation of trauma right. or trying to be triumphant over their trauma. They want to control what happened to them. Like, I mean, a lot of like sexual abuse survivors mm -hmm. in essence want to like relive their like their sexual abuse uh, scenario so they can be the, the powerful ones in the situation and then after the sexual or like even just like physical and or intimate situation is over wow. they can heal because you can heal with your partner and grow from it and you're in such a safe space and like you basically it's it's therapeutic and it, and it segues into so many different like body modifications and scarifications uh -huh. and like it's people want to be in control of their own body so it's like when we're talking about traumas sec our sexuality is like runs hand in hand with that and I think as a society we need to do better at like just being like oh that's that's weird because it's kinky or it's a fetish so it's like we need to know what every single meaning means how they tie together and like different pathways that we need to approach it so we don't alienate people because right. it's like that's not necessary you just like yeah. so many light no. bulbs just went off in my head yeah um actually I'm not the ones who wants to buy <laughs> <laughs> love you I, I don't even think we heard you because you were mumbling. Anyway, so um, I think I ha I dated someone. I'm gonna be as vague as possible, but I think I dated someone that had some childhood trauma that he never worked through. Absolutely, A lot and it was of us very do. obvious because he kept making jokes that were really inappropriate. Yeah, and people like to push the boundaries when yeah. they are fragile and they're broken inside it's like we become we become a little bit self-destructive but in a in a controlled way you know yeah. like we like to like really push the boundaries and i think that also what we need to do if we have a partner i mean not necessarily in this situation because like he wasn't necessarily overtly expressive about having a fetish or a kink but i think that if we are in a sexual situation with somebody who has you know, in like a very fair manner brought it to you that they do have a specific fetish or they do have a certain kink is to take it seriously and obviously set your boundaries and be like, that's not something that I really want to do. And that's okay too. But also make it a safe space for them. Don't be like, that's so crazy. You feel that way because like being intimate with somebody truly is like such like a high form of should be such a high form of respect yeah. that we're giving to one another. So it's like if somebody trusts you enough in this consensual scenario to express that to you, it's like at least educate yourselves yeah. enough to be like, okay, like I kind of get it now. Like I get where this is coming from. Me. Exactly. And But being kinky, like that could be anything. That could be like you want to like put a bunch of whipped cream over, you know, your man's chest and lick it off. Like, that's kinky. Um, <laughs> anything like, that falls outside of like that, laundry. like, the, the norm, missionary, cis, sex. I, I, I tried to kinky. do that, but he, what? he doesn't cream? like that. It gets messy. Like food and that's And don't, sex. ladies, do not use anything with sugar in that region because that is a that is a breeding ground for yeast and bacteria. So As none you of drink that. your kombucha. As I drink, <laughs> exactly. She wants her pussy clean. Yeah. Cor oh, okay. I strive to have a clean, it's like a vitamins, kombucha. She wants her pH balance to be correct. <laughs> yes. Courtney, I remember when you first came out as an actress. 
<laughs> and I asked you, would you ever do a sex scene? And you were like, absolutely not. It's been some years since I've asked you that question. Uh-huh. And uh, now that you've done some films, uh-huh. you've... What kind of films? You've advanced <laughs> in your career. She was in Orange is the New Black. Which season? It don't matter what season. That's I w- amazing. I wanted to watch. But maybe, maybe. My friend Olivia was on Orange. I wanted to go watch so I could find her. We're not her. talking about your friend Olivia. We're talking about our friend Courtney. Okay. How was it? Because there's a lot of sex scenes in that. Oh, that was just like, I was just like a new prisoner one day of filming. It, That's awesome, though. Don't it discredit was, it. You got paid. The, pay, the paycheck clear, didn't it? The paycheck clear. All right. So. Now, oh, yeah. Good number one. In this whole Me Too movement, casting couch. Yes. Uh, how are you feeling about a role that might have you exposing your body parts or simulating sex? How do you feel? How do you deal with that as an actress? Um, so one, it can be included in like your initial contract, what you can, what you will and won't do. For me personally, I have no problem with nudity now in a film. Now, um, since when? What year did you change your mind? I, I applaud um, you for that. Because you said not while lo- m- the Lord is still in my life. Those <laughs> yeah, are your exact yeah, words. The Lord so, has nothing to do with it. He was he was naked a lot of exactly. the time. Exactly. That was leaves back then. We need then. to stop sexualizing the female body. I say just walk around. We can in New York. Yeah. You can walk around so, topless. That's 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 the thing, right? Like on a film set, it is not. It's not it is sexy. the least sexual thing happening. Absolutely. It is very awkward. It is very. Uh, most of the times, they will clear out the room, but it's it's a very. Um, okay, move this body part, move this body part. It is not this like a lot of bright sensual, lights, you know, sexy You're thing happening. It's too manufactured. Um, it's like yeah, it, it it just can't. So, but outside of that, um, as I have, I truly, truly love the craft of acting. Like it is part of my purpose in life to I love tell that. stories in this poetic way. and. There's nothing more honest, there's nothing for me more beautiful than being honest and truthful to my character. And I owe it to all the characters I play to live their life as truthfully as possible. It was so so beautiful. It was, it was so poetic. If their their story includes nudity, like my story includes nudity in in my life. We were born naked. It's not this bad, horrible thing. Um, Now, will I warn my parents and grandparents like hey don't come you probably don't want to see this this film if it happens of course but it's not this awful bad thing it's me being honest yeah. with my characters it's me living those roles as honest as possible okay I think you've evolved fun. yeah that was really well I said mean, I know? aim to be better involved evolved I, I got some life under my belt so that's okay. amazing generally happens uh, so I used to actually have a problem with being like shirtless. I remember I uh, I I used to be a spokesmodel for Ballet Tola Fitness, which is no longer in business. I remember Ooh. that. And, I love uh, those ads, <laughs> those poses. And so um, we were on set and we were shooting this commercial, uh, fitness commercial with me doing like kicks and stuff like that. And the director yells, uh, I don't like him in this green shirt. Can we put him in a black shirt? So the wardrobe lady just tosses me a shirt. I looked at her. I was like, where's the changing room? And everybody was like, just change your shirt. Now. And I was like, no, I can't. Like, I used to have a huge problem with any form of, like, I wouldn't even be barefoot. Like, 
I had to work because I knew it wasn't normal. Um, even like for the longest time, like using urinals, I couldn't go if there were other people in the I bathroom. I think about that. I think about that a lot. The the concept of a urinal and peeing in front yeah. of other people. I couldn't do I've it. Ne- like, but now I have no problem changing in the gym. Like I, for the longest time, I would never shower at a gym. Now I'm just like, whatever. I gotta. Get beautiful for work. Like, well, congratulations! That's yeah. a big thing to move past. Like, bo- like body issues are everyone has them. I used to be really similar. I hated being naked. But what now I hate I'm like, is that my body was so banging in my early twenties, yeah. and I was like, so scared. It's so surprising though for me to to hear that because I've always felt we live in a society that has set men up to be so much more comfortable with. The, the naked form. And oh, God, no. and, and the worst and thing nudity. you could do when I was in college is compliment me on my body. Like, people were like, oh, you have a nice butt. Oh, you have a nice well, legs. We live in a oh, fucked have- up place where it's like, we are, like, we're comfortable with men, like, and they're essential being nudity, but they are up against a lot more, like, body, like, like, there's like a whole like demasculation. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the women and men, it's almost like we live in different worlds at some points with the things that we like face. It's like as women we're sexualized men, if they're like yeah. not, if it's not this like optimal vision, then it's like, but with me, I did not want to be viewed as sexual at all. Yeah. Like, I didn't want yeah. you telling me, Ooh, you're yeah. like, don't flirt with me. Yeah. Like it was very fucked up. Cause it was like, I would complain about not getting the attention of guys, but then I will also have a meltdown of a guy. You would like shut down. And be like, yeah. uh, the guy gave me a compliment. So that's why all of my dating had to, I had to vet them like on websites and stuff like that. Like, yeah. which is ironic because I met my husband in person and that's the one that put the ring on it. Yes, he did. That's cute. After I worked through all that shit with two years of therapy. Oh, it's so crazy. Like how like our relationships and our, and our trauma and they just, everything works hand in hand and it's just like, it's like, thank you. Trauma. Freud was right. <laughs> no, like you really do have to talk because stuff that happens to you in your childhood will affect what happens to you in your adulthood. Yeah. It's just... And we repeat the same mistakes and we do it yeah. subconsciously and we're just like, you gotta talk that stuff out. Because a lot of my stuff was tied to stuff that I was told in church, me yeah, being absolutely. gay, uh, me getting like picked on, like being told I had a bird chest. My mom it told me I had Flintstone feet. Oh, no. But actually, I have wow. nice feet. Well, you hear adult, like you hear like our, I guess like, moving into a grandparent generation like kids are so sensitive now it's like no this is a way that like you should talk to somebody so they don't grow up with like a a bucket list of traumatic issues that have happened to them because I feel like it was hard it's I feel like I'm happy with like where we're going and like we're we're going we're growing towards acceptance and like we're like pulling out all these like quote unquote stigmas but everything should just be like yes pull out Everything should just be like on the surface. Like we should stop like pushing people into these corners based on like who they are, either biologically or physically, mentally. Like we all are equal on this like on this like I don't know level, and we need to start treating kids that way. And like I don't know. I think it's really lovely to be sensitive. Aww, yeah. you're so just sh- sunshine and beacon of hope. But have fun with you guys. This is the first podcast where I'm not like completely angry and ready to kick you guys out. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I feel so honored. <laughs> well, actually, you came really close, Dan. We got all that sexual steam out. Yeah. Uh, before we go, though, the song that's playing reminds me of this time uh, Courtney no. was on 
a dance I, I team that I was choreographing for. And we had a routine for this song where I had the guys crawl towards the girls. I commit to all roles. Let me just say she that. She commits to all okay. roles. And I was like, pretend to grab his head, shake it around, and then pretend to slap him in the face. Courtney slapped this dude so hard across his face he fell to the ground I we had to it. stop rehearsal <laughs> and but did he, i not execute the move you did so flawless. but that was the pop Hell heard yeah. all around <laughs> campus so that poor little guy is either really into black women or scared of black women right now so any final words um i just I don't know, like approach this week and like staying true to yourself and being the best version of you and whatever that means for you. Be a better version of you. Yeah. Fuck that. Intensity. Let your freak flag fly. Hell yeah. Embrace it. And then turn it into a shirt. Like the one I'm wearing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this has been fun. If you like the podcast, please share and subscribe it on iTunes. Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the Amazon Alexa. Just download the Nobody Dances Here skill, and you can say, Alexa, play Nobody Dances Here, and the latest episode will play. For more information, please visit us at nobodydanceshere.com. And if you have any questions or have any questions that you would like us to answer on air, call us up at nobody4747. For those of you who still don't understand that that's a fucking number, those digits are 662 639-4747 and we will answer anything. Bye. Mwah. Bye guys. <laughs>